That's Mac the Knife. No, it wasn't. Am I wrong, am I? It was, you don't have to take your clothes off to have a good time. Oh. The only reason I said that is because you were, just before we started recording, Alice was running around trying to remember how to sing Mac the Knife. I played you. I don't know. I I played you. Um, Hi. Hi. I think we're in much higher spirits than we were last week when we had our second dud of the season. Yeah, that was... Oh, before we go ahead, mm. I'm Dan. I'm Alistair. And this is Digest My Shorts. Well, we're going to watch as many episodes of The Simpsons until we can't be bothered. Yep, as much as we can stomach. Exactly right. Um, yeah, after last week's duds, yep. I thought we were on to a banger this week. Yeah. We uh, watched um, episode 8, Bart the Daredevil. Bart the Daredevil. Would you like, in 23 seconds, to tell us what happened? Um, Bart watches um, a daredevil who... Very much in the spirit of Evil Knievel. Mm-hmm. Decides he wants to be a daredevil. Mm-hmm. Attempts to jump Springfield Gorge. Homer is not happy with this. Convinces him not to. Then, through a hilarious set of circumstances, ends up jumping the gorge himself. At which point he falls into the gorge. I've got to say, you're good at um, skipping much of the meat of these episodes in order to... Um... Well, that is the point of a concise... Uh, summary. Alice. This is a blurb. You're right. You're right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. if I was going to go into every single detail, we'd be looking at a 20 minute recap of. Fair you know, enough. Well, that that, that wouldn't be a recap. That would be a straight well, rendition. But no, you you are right. That is the meat of it. Um, but we had to, you have missed you have missed purposefully some wonderful details. Well, that's the point of the episode, Alistair. That's why we've got uh, you know 15 minutes to. So go into those wonderful details. I know, I was segueing into them. Um, so, oh, where to start, where to start, where to start? They watch a pro wrestling match, um, <laughs> which Lisa is quick to point out that even a five-year-old would be able to tell that it's choreographed. And then it obviously jump cuts to um, Homer. Homer. And the, uh, the bar flies. Yeah. Well, she's on a lovely black and white telly. Uh, yes, yes. You don't see black and white tellies anymore, do you? No. I don't think you have to pay a TV license here for black and white telly. I think it's reduced. Okay. What if you can still buy them? I would imagine not. You have to get, oh. a, have to yeah. get a HDMI converter, wouldn't you? Or Although, and okay, we're at risk of digressing when we've got a lot to talk about. But in Only Lovers Left Behind, the vampire movie by. Mm, can't remember his name. Much. Yes, thank you. Um, the vampires in question have seventies TVs set up, but with cameras, so they can do FaceTime using analog equipment. It's That's just, very cool. It's it? really <laughs> nicely done, and this idea that they've been around long enough, but they are keeping up with the time. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. We shouldn't digress because this this, this was a good episode. This was wasn't really it? good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Go on. Um, do you want to start with your favourite gag? Oh, oh, I know, there are so, oh, okay, right, no, okay, I was going to say there are so many good ones, but the best one is the best one, and it is where they are, they've gone to see the uh, truck, monster truck rally, and they're going to see this daredevil, um, and he's going to do the most dangerous jump of all, he's going to jump over a tank, which has um, 
uh, terrifying great white sharks, dangerous electric eels, uh, ferocious piranhas, back-breaking alligators, and the king of the jungle, one the lion. And they lower a lion in a cage into this tank. <laughs> it's brilliant. And then it pays off into what uh, must be the remaining best gag of the thing. Yeah, the follow-up gag when he tri- when the daredevil inevitably falls in the yeah. tank. He tries to climb out. And then the lion suddenly comes out and drags him back in. It's oh, loved it. glorious. Yeah, we we literally lolled several times. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, lots of yeah. lots of good physical humour in this one. I thought. Yeah, it's yeah, very, absolutely. Yeah, um, very visual. I this is one of the episodes that I really really remember from playing at the time. You know, the early. I 90s. remember this one a yeah. lot as well. And I was going into it. I was worried it was going to be. I remember the moral crux of it of Herkimer jumping the gorge to prove a point. Yeah. And I was really worried it was going to be a another moral lesson like a that. Sappy, a sappy... Yeah. A sappy thanksgiving Yeah. Well, it might be because Homer makes this big gesture of saying to Bart, well, the only way I can stop you doing this is doing it yourself so you can see what it's like. And obviously you can see, it's really nicely played, that Bart is like, well, you're not as good at this as I am. But so you're going to fail. That's yeah. One of the notes I made, actually, was that even if Bart's not a daredevil, he's very talented he's, on the skateboard. Absolutely. He's well, he, got, it's a career in that. Well, he does a lot of uh, jumps that would are physically impossible. Yeah. <laughs> so, he also does things yeah. like headstands. Oh, yeah. Which yeah, are really yeah. difficult when you're not on a skateboard. Yeah, but jumping over like a 30-metre uh, swimming pool on a skateboard, I mean, that's impressive beyond... Or jumping over, you know, three metres... Of dogs and cats laid out. Yeah, you'd never get those animals to stay still. No, a cat getting a cat to lie down so you can jump over it on a skateboard next just, to yeah. two other cats. Yeah, no, it wouldn't happen. And it was Snowball too, who is not a calm cat at all, as we've, we've often seen. Um, yes, but you're you're right. He's very skilled. But 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 going back to the moral, moral lesson, I think it works because um, Bart says I can't let you do it or whatever, and then Homer starts sliding down anyway. So the humour is is regained because they abandon the moral lesson and then have a punchline. Yeah. Whereas in the ones we've complained about where there's a moral lesson, it ends on the sappy hug or the kiss. Or in the last episode, we didn't mention it, but Homer says, we are good parents. And it's funny, but it's not funny enough. The funny bit is he's standing on the toilet looking out of a letterbox-sized window. That's true. Um, but enough about, I mean, if we wanted to say these things, we should have said it last week when yeah. we finished early. <laughs> but um, yeah, but in this one the most memorable bit um, and they use it in clip shows is Homer going over the gorge and getting kind of two thirds of the way and going I'm going to make it and then it's clear he's not and there's That's a, such a good yeah, drop like and there's a horrible him crashing into every crevice and then the what I said to you as it was as we were watching it you know this is the best bit for like three seasons they the ambu- they winch him up with a helicopter put him in an ambulance the ambulance crashes into a tree and then he's dropped into the gorge again it's like that is pretty brilliant yeah yeah really like that um, now as good as the lion jokes were yeah they weren't my favourite jokes no fair enough I, I have another as well but go on okay um, my favourite joke was when they were at Lisa's band recital mm-hmm. a plot point that seems Incidental at the end, it didn't didn't play out. I would say before you get into your joke, that's one of the for me the joys of the Simpsons is their cold opens are really long, so mm. you get like the second half of another story. I was expecting it to kind of play into one of those moral. Okay. Oh, you can't believe you choose between you'd want to go to Truckosaurus instead. Yeah. Of but in, but in the end, they fit both in. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it didn't it didn't come back to bite them at all. Yeah. 
Um, but they're watching the recital and Rod or Todd, mm-hmm. one, of the, one of the Flanders. I think it's Todd, but okay, I could be wrong. Um, is playing a, a very beautifully sad violin solo, and Ned Flanders starts crying. Yeah, because it's so emotional. But then Homer sort of leans over and goes, "Come on, Flanders, he's not that bad." That's pretty. Um, one of my favourite bits again of of the same scene. Um, when it gets to the end, they're playing, I think, the 1812 Overture with uh, with real cannons and a church bell, you know, like a six-foot-tall church bell. And it's an amazing ending that you'd never see at a school. Um, as Lisa is finishing her bit on, on the saxophone, she's rising into the air because slightly off-screen, Homer's just lifting her up because he's going to rush her out so they can make this um, truck rally. It was just really nice. And then he comes in a second time so she can do a bow and then, yeah. That was good. I liked it. Very nice. Uh, also, we had some good Dr. Hibbard. We did. Can we hear your do- Dr. Hibbard laugh? <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 that was good, yeah. Santa Claus, wasn't it? Maybe he is a bit Santa Claus. Yeah. Um, but yes, we didn't know before that in the hospital they have a wing of uh, comedy-related accidents... Yeah, they've got an entire ward dedicated to the Three Stooges. Yes, he says, don't make me show you the horrors of the Three Stooges ward, which was just lovely. Yeah, as you can imagine. Mm. Yeah, beautiful. It was just just elegant, lovely. Not elegant. It was inelegant, and that was its loveliness. Mm. It was kind of it, almost crappy stage animation again. Like, it was a little bit more lo-fi, and I really liked it. I didn't notice that. Fair enough. It, um, it was... I don't know. Oh, there was one bit no, I didn't like, talk. actually. Go on. Um, there was one bit where the Simpsons turn up at the at the uh, Destruction Derby. Yeah. And through a misunderstanding, they end up being eaten by Truckosaurus. Yeah. Which is a big mechanical dinosaur. I think Rexar, but made of trucks. What the hell is Rexar? Um, from Rag- Rugrats. Oh, yeah. Thank you very much. Actually, um... I had the Rugrats theme stuck in my head what like you, all week. If you'd told me, I would have I would have used it. Uh, next week, happening. Maybe next maybe week, next if week. I remember. Go on. Um, but then, as the Simpsons were being eaten yeah. by Rexar. Yeah. Or um, Truckosaurus. Or Truckosaurus, whatever you want to call it. Um, it did one of those Buffy the Vampire Slayer style um, ad break cliffhangers. Oh, uh, <laughs> yes, yeah. Um, I, the music yeah. kind of goes... And then it cuts. Yeah. And then the next scene, that's fine. But, I mean, we are used to watching it because we watched it on BBC Two without any advert breaks. You know, uh, I, I, I don't... Uh, same with Buffy, actually. That was BBC Two. Yeah. Um, maybe if you watch stuff with the advert breaks, it is better if something leans into the advert break. But it's only when you watch it without the break that it seems jarring. Yeah. I don't know. I couldn't say. Because... What's an ad break? What's an ad break? Um, I thought you were going to say that it's kind of disappointing. There was a, a cheapness in the idea that if you were looking for a parking place, you could accidentally drive into a destruction derby and be attacked by the r- robot without anyone going, that's not the car we're going to destroy or there are children in that car. I mean, we, you know, it, this is this is petty of me, but... I was willing to suspend my disbelief. Fair. I think at the yeah. time I didn't like it, but the... The payoff was worth it. Yeah, and I, and actually, I think that's one of the things, is when the humour's good, it doesn't matter when you make those kind of liberties. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, but that was the weakest point, but... 
Um, I also liked, because we had Homer and Bart separately watching the wrestling, and this is the cold open, so that it was because of the wrestling, they saw the advert for the Monster Truck Rally. Truckasaurus! Truckasaurus! Saturday! 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 Um, oh, uh, what do you say? Um, the only reason you should miss it, miss it is if you're dead or in jail. And if you're in jail, break out. Which is quite good. But I like the fact that immediately Homer jumped into his car and started driving back, and Bart ran out of the house uh, in order to meet him, so that they could both go drunk as Doris. Homer was driven really fast. Well, I he quite, was drunk. Yeah, he was drunk. <laughs> they never, ever, ever. Um, I say never, ever, ever. Do you think we're going to see a drunk driving awareness episode in six seasons or so? I think there is. There must be. Um, there has to be. I think it's the one where the kids set up a radio show. Oh, I like that one. I don't remember drink driving. Doesn't, but, doesn't Homer get super tanked and like? drive a car through the school or something and then the kids get blamed for it. Oh, maybe. Well, that's not really being aware of drink driving, is it? <laughs> I mean, that's sure, a... the consequences of drink driving and that your kids will start yeah. a pirate radio station. But, I mean, that's far from the you shouldn't get behind the wheel of a car if you've had as little as one pint. Do they drink pints in um, most heaven? They drink tankards, don't they? Yeah. Is that a pint or is it like 16 ounces, which neither of us would know what that means? No. No. Uh, for our international listeners in this country, measuring a volume with a weight seems preposterous. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. Don't quiz me on that. No, we just tend to jump between metric mm. yeah. and imperial willy nilly. Yeah, willy and indeed nilly. Uh, when Homer's trying to convince Marge and indeed Lisa that they should go to the monster truck rally, he said he said he describes it as a family growth thing. Which I quite like. Like he's learnt the language of Lisa and Marge half heartedly. Did your dad ever try to take you to a dis- destruction derby? No, I would love to go to one though. I've yeah. seen them advertised. Um again, you know you know how sometimes on the show we mention the fact that we both in each lived in Wellington. Um really? <laughs> Yeah. Um the only time in my life I've ever seen adverts for monster truck rallies and destruction derbies were occasionally on a I don't know, on a lamppost? No, the other one. Alistair's making gestures. You know when things are stapled to a wooden post, you know. Yeah, like a yeah. lamppost. Yeah, but not a lamppost. Like a power cable. But like thing. a power cable thing, exactly. Yeah. yeah. But I would see them and go, oh, is there any way I can get to this? And it's like, no, not really. It's, it's, it's out of town. It's the thing you drive to. Not. They should have let me know. I could have rented a car. They could have driven out there. Accidentally ended up in Truckosaurus's mouth. That would have been amazing. That would have been a story. But I, I, I would genuinely love to go. I'm not, I'm not a motorhead. I have no interest in cars. If someone asked me what kind of car that you know someone I know drives, I'd be like, meh, a white one, I think. I even struggle with the colours. Mm, yeah. Yeah. The only time I would ever remember if it was like one of those weird three-wheeler cars. Do you know, if there is a car that I regularly get into, I have to learn the number plate so that if I'm waiting to see it, I read number plates of cars because I can't identify it from the site, from memory. Oh. I met with my mum for breakfast this morning and, mm-hmm. yeah, I just, I just don't recognise a car. Yeah. So I end up looking up, up and down my street just like, where are you? <laughs> That's exactly, yeah. If you, if you learn the number plate, then you can just read the number plates. Yeah. Really sad, that makes us sound, I don't know, like, like there's, we have a borderline specific issue. <laughs> a massive lack 
of interest in cars. Well, I don't know, but the idea of not being able to recognise... I mean, if someone had a dog and always bought the dog, you'd be able to recognise the dog, right? Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, it seems strange that we neither of us can remember, like, the colour or make of a car that we see regularly. I think the, the problem for me lies in... I don't have very good colour memory... Yes. That's a thing. No, do you know, <laughs> just literally yesterday, I was talking about oh, some object, um, and I, I just described it to a colleague, and they, they said, oh, and it was red, wasn't it? And I was like, oh, I don't know, it's blue, I don't remember colours very well. And a whole load of my colleagues were like, what do you mean you don't remember colours very well? Okay, yeah. I'm glad it's not just me. Yeah, thank you. And, and I had to say, well, I don't remember anything, but... I know about myself that if I if I assert the colour of something, it might be that my memory is just playing tricks on me. I might, I might, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, with cars for me, it's it's a combination of my bad colour memory and mm. my total lack of interest in cars. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we've overrun a little bit. Well, that's because we digressed and had a good episode. It was a good episode. Yeah, um, but but that's okay because we're going to take a break. The next episode might be a dud in which case we might finish early so we might round out about right yeah we'll figure something yeah. out guys don't yeah. worry so we'll be back in two two seconds one two oh, no, now we should be back we haven't gone yet oh dear what are we going to do well, well let's say we'll be the back the system's broken we'll be back in an in, in, in inordinate amount of time okay go bye we're back in the room let's go um, we just watched Itchy and Scratchy and Marge, episode mm. 9 of series 2. You're quite right. Something like that. Would you like to describe what happens in 15 seconds? 15 seconds. Uh, Marge becomes outraged at the violence of Itchy and Scratchy, leads a campaign to have the show banned, is successful. Yeah. Um, then Michelangelo's David comes to town, mm-hmm. and people call her a hypocrite because Marge likes it. Despite the uh, the dong on show, they imply she's a hypocrite. They imply she's a hypocrite. Wow! Again, so much meat. Missed. I got better. Yeah, I, I was yeah. listening back to some old episodes recently, and we only I was got halfway through. Bad. We got halfway through, and then I'd cut you off for the sake of the comedy. Yeah, yeah no, I agree. So. Um, good episode. Good episode. I liked it. Yeah, we. I have notes. I have notes too. Yeah. Um, I can get this one out of the way. The elephant uh, in the room. There's an elephant in the room? There's a dong in the room. There's an elephant in the room. Oh, yeah. That wasn't what I was going to go okay, for. Okay, you first. Uh, the couch gag. Okay, yeah, fine. Uh, okay. I liked the couch gag. What happened in this particular couch gag? There was no couch. Hey! hey! In fact, there was no furniture at all. <laughs> yeah, I didn't that. <laughs> I think the idea was that they had been robbed. But they run in and the couch isn't there. But neither is anything else in the house. Well, that's quite sad, really, isn't it? Yeah. I hope they had insurance. Yeah. Can we go for the elephant in the room? We can go to the elephant in the room. Okay, so, at the beginning of the episode, Marge is cooking her pork chops, and she's adding a a, um, a, a pinch of marjoram and all this. Okay, yep, yep, yep. A, a pinch of... She, she pronounced turmeric really weirdly. Turmeric. Turmeric. There are a lot of spices which are pronounced She pronounced it with a turmeric accent. Hey! Um, although she was only tipping from a couple of pots, so really it didn't look like she was doing a pinch of this, but it was like mixed herbs. Maybe she but just had an all spice mix. This is not the elephant in the room. Homer offers to make her a spice rack because he is a fan of her chops. So he says that he's got plenty of unused tools in the and we miss the next word. Because the room he goes into, it looks like the basement. 
It looks like the, the Simpsons basement that mm. we've there, come to know. There are stairs going up, but there's also a door that he had walked in on, which obviously leads to the kitchen. So it's the multi-dimensional Simpsons house? Well, it is the fact that this is not a cohesive universe. We have forgotten this. We talked about this in past episodes. In episode one, this is not a consistent universe. This is a universe where their basement is simultaneously <laughs> below the rest of the house and on the same floor. And this is a universe where Thanksgiving parades have massive balloons of bark. Yeah, and um, the uh, the end of November looks identical to the middle of June. There's always a really blue sky. Doesn't look colder. None of the plants are withered. Anyway, so consistency. This is a really good episode. And we should not. We should not um, focus on such silly oh, things. Another one of uh, Marge's spices that I liked. Uh, a whisper of MSG. Yes, I like that. Um, but the, the point of the basement was crucial because. They the the point is that Maggie, watching the itchy and scratchy cartoons, which are hugely exaggerated versions of Tom and Jerry. So Tom and Jerry never would have been like an itchy and scratchy cartoon. No, but they're less Agreed. racist than Tom and Jerry. Yeah, fair. Um, but she watches uh, someone, you know, one of them hit the other over the head with a mallet. She goes into this basement, which or garage, and there are stairs. So she climbs up the stairs and then hits Homer with a mallet. And the point of the episode is that she copied the cartoon violence. Yeah. Okay. I have several things about this. Okay. Okay, let's go. Right. If you have got wildly different ages of children, you could easily say that this thing is appropriate for this age of child, a 10-year-old, but not your 18-month-year-old. Seems fair? Seems fair. Yeah. Uh, you could restrict the um, availability of mallets and things to your 18-month-old child, yeah? Maybe our concerns where we had in the previous episode where Maggie walks across lots of uh, dangerous items. Yeah. Maybe that. Maybe this was the payoff. They <laughs> were playing the long game. Fair enough. But, I mean, it's not the first time that a lot of these problems would have been solved if um, Homer and Marge did a better job of watching where their youngest child... Yeah, an 18-month-year-old will... Yeah. bad habit of yeah. keeping an eye on Maggie. An 18-month-year-old will hit somebody with something and cause them pain without having watched a cartoon. Read a book. The, the, the premise that uh, cartoon violence is too much... It, oh, it really annoyed me. Really annoyed me. Wasn't that the point of the episode, though? Yeah. Marge was overreacting. No, but... Uh, but it wouldn't have happened in the real world because real parents do restrict what their kids see, they choose to. And babies can't yeah. pick up mallets in the real world. Babies can't pick up mallets. And your know, parents watch their children. And also, cartoon violence isn't... You know, a, a show aimed for... A, you know, that was, that was a satirical exaggeration. I don't know, it really bothered me. And, and... You're sitting on a... Sorry. Well, it's fine. Um, on a... Sorry, did a curse. Um... He said shit. I um, You're pooping on an episode. <laughs> you just said that we liked a lot. I know, I know, but I, the, the, but that's the thing. It was a really nicely done episode with politics and like. Also, people who campaign against cartoon violence don't campaign against Michelangelo's David because they are incommensurate things. That was the the problem I had with yeah. the episode. The one problem I had. Mm. I didn't agree with Marge's um, mm. 
position on cartoon violence. Yeah. But when everyone came at her to... Because basically then she's denounced because she's okay with Michelangelo's mm. David. And denounced on a news show. She's invited onto a news show yeah. to talk about yeah. um, And she refuses to denounce it and in fact says it's a great piece of art, which it is. Yeah. Um, and then that's used to bring her argument down. Mm. Which feels like a cheap payoff because mm. there is... There's, Regardless of whether you agree with what Marge was saying about Asian Scratchy, yeah. there are so many ways you could differentiate between she, those arguments. Yes, she could easily have said, it's not commensurate. And I think it, yeah. it reflected badly on Marge, because well, she's no, obviously cleverer than... It, she's cleverer than that. She could have mounted a good argument. I feel it reflected badly on the right of the show, who wanted to defend their output. So oh, I didn't they, think of that. So yeah. they gave her a terrible argument... Mm. because what she said was well it looks like one person can make a difference but maybe they shouldn't it's like no no <laughs> you know i i would stand by marge even though i don't agree with her uh fighting against cartoon violence yeah um also this uh, i noticed really on and this made me sad that her position as a wife suffers because she's got a political opinion they, oh, she makes does, she makes these lovely pork chops, and then as soon as she starts having an opinion, they eat TV dinners which they hate. And it's like, no, no, she should be she should be yeah. allowed <laughs> to have. A, I mean, she's a housewife, you know, in in a home that does not have much stuff in it. So she should completely have time to do all those things that she cares. If she really cares about mm. cooking, it it should not eat into that time. Oh, I'm, I'm I'm sad about that. Poor Marge. Poor Marge. Yeah. If she had more to do, then she wouldn't be het up on... I mean, she could have... I mean, now she would read up on... You know, there is research. You can easily... Yeah. Uh, video games is a big thing. They say video games might encourage violence. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't. It's shown that people working through... Especially children. If you can work through themes about violence and war, then you are less likely to replicate it. Because it's something you need to kind of think about. Yeah. So kids... Playing, making guns out of Lego or playing with toy guns doesn't seem to be harmful to kids. I think it was in a Douglas Copeland novel. I can't remember which one. But one of the characters... Girlfriend in a coma! Maybe. That's the one. Maybe. But one of his characters, um, uh, as a kid, he was only allowed to play with toy soldiers, providing that he wrote a... (laughs) Every time one of the toy soldiers died, he had to write a letter back to his mother. That's amazing. I like that. That wasn't in a girlfriend coma because I would have remembered that. I haven't read that. Um, see, my mum was a, a anti-war toys. Oh, I've never had toy guns. Yeah. But then I was I was talking to my mum about it recently. Yeah. And she said I just used to make guns out of Lego and yeah. play. Same here. My brother and I collected like Warhammer toys as soon as we had enough disposable income to buy our own toys. But you know, we just had like years of not having those kind of toys when we didn't yeah. have our own money. But, All my favourite shows as well. Yeah, I, I'm, a, I'm a huge horror fan, and I don't, you know, maybe that came from not watching any of those stuff when I was kid. But actually, yeah. um, I was talking to my dad the other day, and we were talking about those violent shows we saw, like Power Rangers and stuff. Yeah, he said that he used to enjoy Teenage Mutant Hero Tales. Yeah, he was like, "That's legit. That was that was actually quite funny." Well, so. it, that wasn't violent. I mean, despite the fact that in this country there was a moral outcry because not because they were violent. But because, because they're ninjas. Because they're ninjas. And someone pointed out in later years that um, that was actually just 
racism because you have knights and you have um, Roman gladiators. These things are deemed appropriate for kids. But ninjas, which is a Japanese thing, you know, it, mm. it was a straight up, you know, racist against the uh, the turtle. Yeah, it was racist against, racist against um, the, the suffer- <laughs> sufferers of mutagens. Yes. Um, and, and the way they treated Krang. Poor Krang. <laughs> um, anyway, we digress. Uh, but I mean, but it was a really good show. So I disagree with most of the politics and the message, but it was it was a good episode. There was, yeah, um, my favourite line. Okay. Um, again, it's probably not the Is best it? politically. Okay. Um, but when Homer's decrying the fact that Marge is never around mm. uh, because she's, you know, pursuing something worthwhile. Yeah, writing letters. Writing letters. Uh, he says, 20 million women in the world and I had to marry Jane Fonda. <laughs> no, that was a fantastic line. I really like that. I wrote that down. Um, I, okay, I wrote it down immediately after I'd written, the idea that Marge's role as a wife suffers. And I was like, no, <laughs> that Jane Fonda guy. Um... <laughs> I Roger Mayers is in it. Um, the who uh, the, the proprietor of the oh the itching scratchy yeah yeah he's, like I mean, he's a really good character he is isn't he? I don't know the actor but he's really good whenever he comes back he's just he he plays the role really nicely and sometimes you get voice actors that um, mm. I don't know they don't put on a silly voice and in Simpsons that's rare because they're all silly voices yeah and he's just got a, a nice good interesting voice he's good isn't he but that's not my favorite gag my favorite gag is. Kent Brockman um, says, and he says, um, oh, I can't remember the line. I didn't. I only wrote half it down. But he says, uh, do, does cartoon violence encourage violence in children? Most people would say, of course not. Why would anyone ask such a stupid question? <laughs> <laughs> but we have one lady who begs to differ. And I, I don't know. It was better than that, and I should have written it down. Yeah. But one interesting thing, and I had forgotten the Michelangelo end. Okay. Um, is that um, so? It, it it gets agreed that you can't have violence, any violence in cartoons. Okay. So they don't moderate it; they completely, completely, which is, quash it. Not very realistic. Oh, well. But so um, they have an itchy and scratchy thing when they're just lovely to each other and there's no conflict, and so the kids stop watching. There's a really nice scene, and I don't know what it was an homage to. But they had uh, Beethoven's Pastoral Symphony and all the kids just walked out into the sunlight blinking. Rubbing their eyes. And, and then played. And they had a, like a Tom Sawyer moment with um, Nelson, Nelson <laughs> painting fence. And, and it was lovely. And uh, home um, and, and at dinner time Bart comes in and goes, um, you know, me and Milhouse caught a catfish this big. And, um, um, and Lisa says that her, and, watch her it, and JD saw a crack a grackle or a really lovely scene and I thought well how are they going to come back from this to return to normality and prove obviously the writer's point that cartoon violence is fine mm. and I've completely forgotten that it was because they go well, well what about having a statue with a willy which is, yeah. also I did know that it's really interesting that they had a drawn penis obviously because Michelangelo's penis so and by having Michelangelo in The Simpsons, they also had a drawn penis in the show, which obviously wouldn't... Can you think of any other context that they would get away with a drawn penis until they have the movie, which is, what, a decade later? Probably more than a decade. Yeah. But isn't that interesting that you can... That I wonder if that was a joke. I wonder if they mm. did that on purpose. Yeah. 
And uh, and because it, I mean, right, um, David's penis is inoffensive, you know. In in the context, you know it's a work of art, and you know it's marble. And he's not using it provocatively, not is using it, and it's tiny. It's very small. <laughs> Absolutely, Poor guy. It's probably very cold. I, I I I used to know the reason for that. There is yeah. a reason that in okay. um, art of that time of Italy, penis is very small, and I can't remember the reason. I actually saw it quite recently. His penis. Yeah. Or the rest. The whole thing. The whole thing. Yeah. Well, I saw it. A photo. <laughs> I saw a, a, a version of it because there's, there's quite a few. Yeah. I don't know which one I saw. But it was at the Natural History Museum. Okay. Well, then, then no. You, yes. If you'd if been in Florence. Natural History Museum. Somewhere in London. Wow. This story is getting Maybe the less DNA. and less watertight. That would make more sense. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. No. I, I think. Saw a dinosaur skeleton. I'm sure Michael and Michael and Angelo's. Uh, Michelangelo, turtles. This is all we're yeah. back on. I, I'm so. sure David is still in Florence. Yeah. Oh! I know, that's why I said there's a few versions. Yeah, no, fair, fair. It's, 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 given the fact that he's got a very small penis, like, you know, it's not that relatively. Yeah. He's a big guy, he's a big statue. You get over it. Yeah. <laughs> yes, he's like 12 foot tall. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> yeah. he's like, relatively a small penis, but compared to you guys... No, you really got inside his mind. I know, right? Um, we're running out of time. We are. But there was one more really great gag that we both laughed out loud at. Okay. Which is, they, they're talking to an Italian professor who says he's bringing um, Michelangelo to America. And they say, which, uh, which cities will you be visiting? And he goes, New York, Chicago. No, sorry, he doesn't. He goes, New York, Springfield, and if we have time, Chicago, Boston, and Los Angeles. Which is just really nice, the idea that, I mean, the point is that it needs to be in Springfield and it doesn't need to be anywhere else. They would, know, they yeah. would never go to Springfield. Yeah. Um, um, right, well, yeah, we should probably sign off, shouldn't we? Yeah, but, um, I mean, in conclusion, if you want to put bad arguments and bad politics past us, couch it in a really good episode and yeah. you'll get away with it. Yeah, so in the, you've got nine seconds left. Mm-hmm. Can you summarise your position? I'm sitting on a chair, my ankles are crossed, and I'm holding my notes in front of me. Great. TTYM. TTYM, B Hutches.